Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 34. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian, and all those listeners out there. All right, what'd you get last month? Um, a few things, not many, but um, I finally got the, the Finn First Order Disguise and Captain Phasma 2-pack from The Last Jedi that we've been waiting for it to come in for a while, and I picked up the Cantobot Police Speeder, which um, at Kmart on clearance for 11 bucks, which he was kind of making fun of me because it was so bad. You said, why did I get that? But mm-hmm. I got it anyway. I got it basically for the figure, but the, the I mean, yeah, the vehicle was definitely weak. I mean, I, I can't remember if it was like 25 or what. It's, there's no way that, that is worth that. And finally picked up The Last Jedi on, on Blu-ray, and patience paid off i got the bb8 mega play set for 49.99 which which is a killer deal for such a awesome play set and if anybody needs that amazon and target both have it on their website right now for 49.99 yeah it's definitely worth it i know me and Bo have played with it a lot yep which i don't think that the fact that they're blowing them out for 49.99 i don't hold much hope that we're gonna get another big massive play set anytime soon no unfortunately probably not yeah um, what about you? What'd you get? Uh, I ended up getting in the jumbo figures, a couple of them. Uh, one of them was the Luke Stormtrooper jumbo figure from General Giant. And then the other one was the Emperor, which was part of the Premier Guild membership. And you know, whenever you signed up for it, you got to choose several different mini busts or a uh, jumbo figure or a big statue. So you could choose either one statue or two of any of the others. So I chose the Emperor, and the other one was the Lobot mini bust. I got. Uh, Very cool. I think that's the first time they've had Lobot. Yeah, it seems like that's long overdue. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that, uh, who was it, uh, Jason from the Galaxy of Toys podcast is a big Lobot fan, so he's been wanting that for a long time. Awesome. Uh, see, I got uh, Wave 2 of the 3 and 3 quarter inch figures, uh, Moloch and Leia Hoth, and it's a shame that they only had one figure from the Solo movie in that entire wave. I mean, the other, the other two figures were uh, Snoke and Kylo Ren, so it's you'd think they'd have at least two or even three waves of figures from a movie without having duplicates of others yeah i mean people some people said oh spoilers and stuff like that but you've seen you saw so many characters in the trailer and stuff you really can't call this a spoiler by having the figure out so it makes no sense yeah i don't understand it either um Let's see what else i got the uh, six inch some six inch figures i got the uh the lando from the solo movie got the uh, range trooper which is also from the solo movie and the six inch target exclusive chewbacca from the solo movie so they had a bunch of six inch figures that were from the solo movie in their first wave and then of course this chewbacca is uh, exclusive and i ended up picking up the chewbacca up in minnesota of all places <laughs> it was uh it was really strange i had to had to end up opening the box and taking it out so that i could save space in my suitcase because i didn't have enough room to pack it in there because it would have probably got squished anyway yeah i can understand that and better than mailing it home to yourself and, and paying all that shipping yeah and i still haven't seen it at the target here so I don't know what's wait, what they're waiting on, even though I've seen, you know, that, that's where I got the second wave of the solo figures at, was there. 
Let's see what else. I got the Han speeder. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The uh, the which if you've opened it up, have you opened up yours yet? Yes. Okay, yeah, I actually I brought so. it to the last meeting. <clears throat> yeah. Why in the world would you have an ejector seat on the driver's side? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Too. I think they'd have been better bet just to make it solid plastic and not had that little feature with it. Oh, I like the feature, but they should have had it on the passenger side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I didn't understand that, even though it is pretty cool that, you know, unless, I don't know, unless it's something that you would want to, want to make yourself do once you bumped into something, is to jump up in the air. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I, I think the fact that the speeder, we'll get to that later, but the speeder was, was in the, you know, his scene in the movie was kind of cool, so that makes it makes it a must-own, I think, now, after seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got, uh, let's see, I got the Phantom Phasma 2-pack that you, you got for me. Uh, ended up getting uh, another version of The Last Jedi. I got it in 3D, which I had to get it from the UK, so it came about two or three weeks later than the regular version. And then I also picked up the AT ACT from Rogue One, and that thing is really cool. I like that. Uh, Bo and I yeah. have been playing with it for a while. Yeah, it's a really cool piece to have. Yeah, that, I ended up going to this Walmart, and they'd had this thing for, for you know, however long it's been out, but it was still at retail price, even in the clearance aisle. And so I finally went to one of the managers, and I, I was like, you know, can you all mark this down any at all? Because this is retail price, and, well, frankly, nobody's going to pay retail price for it, because if they had, they would have already bought it by now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and look how we've had two other Star Wars movies now since um, Rogue Ones came out. Yeah, and uh, he said, you know, the guy was like, well, what do you think it's worth? And I was like, eh, I'd pay 75 for it. He goes, okay, 75 then. And <laughs> But it rang up originally 300 and I was like, yeah. So I was like, man, I should have asked for less. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. If you just said 50 would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been like, darn it, <laughs> should I ask for less? Yeah. But uh, that that's pretty cool. I do like the fact that you can remote control with, you know, with your phone, use your phone to, to actually control it, or also it has controls on it so that way you don't have to have to use your phone yeah because i don't don't really don't want Bo playing with my phone all the time (laughs) yeah that's that's probably for the best (laughs) Uh, let's see uh let's see next we have our our next meeting will be june the 9th so for uh for us to get together a couple weeks from now yeah and you said you was going to bring a video, I think, for us to watch the next meeting. Some type of Tatooine thing? Yeah, the, this guy had a Kickstarter where he had went to Tunisia and videoed all the different areas where they had, you know, had Tatooine, you know, recording or where they had actually filmed it, the Tatooine scenes, and uh, some documentaries on all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. That sounds cool. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Real quick, we got some uh, some news announcements. You want to go over those, Carl? Yeah, um, the Vintage Collection Hoover Tank is up for pre-sale at seventy nine ninety nine, which I'm really excited about that. From the moment I saw it in the trailer, before I even saw Rogue One, I wanted to own that. So I'm glad to see that coming. And Chewbacca's six-inch scale has a variation on the rifle. Ooh, that's something for all you variant hunters out there to go crazy for and the six inch commander wolf is hitting canada will be exclusive to gamestop and think geek in the u.s vintage collection ray allen journey has been found on ebay i didn't even know that bit of news myself yet yeah that's uh 
Lots of stuff's been found on eBay. Evidently, it's coming from overseas. Um, Black Series 6-inch Membane Stormtrooper has also been found on eBay. Walmart has some cheap 6-inch figures due to not being updated in their system. And the Force Link 2 updated to version 1.6, which um, from talking to you, I think there's still some issues and some of them still not working, right? Yeah, they still don't have, like, the Wampa (laughs) still doesn't work. And I think Moloch doesn't work, or that maybe it does. I mean, maybe that's what it. I mean, that's what it sounded like in the movie. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is actually him. <laughs> but it sounds an awful lot like the uh, Rathtar to me. Uh, hmm. Entertainment Earth six inch scale Captain Petit now available for pre order. Captain Piet. Okay, Piet. Sorry. <laughs> Black Series six inch Stormtrooper with blaster and effects with stand will be a june release which is just right around the corner now yeah i'm hoping they actually release those stands in a you know by themselves in a package so that way you can actually use them for your six inch figures oh that would be cool because it looks like remember the uh the ones that they had in the three and three quarter inch figures that had you know just had star wars and they were gray yeah okay this is exactly what they look like only in the six inch version well those are cool and those are actually some of my favorite stands they've ever put in the packages the one that said star wars on them um, and the big news announcement, Star Wars Celebration will be in Chicago next year from April 11th through the 15th. Are you going? Very, very probably. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be the middle uh, there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, very, the percentage is very, very high. And then, of course, everybody, I'm sure, has heard the movie r- rumors rumbling around the Internet. I wish Lucasfilm would come out and confirm this stuff. But an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, which has been high on my list for a long time. And then a Boba Fett movie as well has also been some buzz about it ha- happening. Yeah, I don't know how I am on the Boba Fett, but I, I would like to see the Obi-Wan. I'm iffy on Boba Fett, too. Obviously, I'd still go see it, but I'm definitely all for the Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. So getting back to Star Wars Celebration, are, uh, would you be up for doing like a podcast panel? If I'm there, definitely. I would do that. Okay, good. We'll have I don't to, know how uh, good good I would be. But yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. Some type of live or something there on the spot, I guess, type thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they do. <laughs> they, you know, you can, of course, we have uh, our Patreon members, which, you know, we want to thank them for everything that they do. And uh, I'll be getting out the, the patches here very soon. I know I've been uh, dragging my feet on those, but I've been quite busy in the last couple of weeks and haven't had a chance to do it. Ah, well, good things come to those who wait. So. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, our next episode, we'll be talking about uh, um, displays. That's what uh, our newest Patreon member, Phil Bangert. Thank you, Phil. And uh, he he's, uh, asked us to do that as uh, as one of his you know membership perks. You get to uh, have us do a subject for, for them, and uh, that's what he picked. He wanted us to do uh, something about uh, displays, which is good. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Maybe we can also share some pictures on the um, Facebook page too. Yeah, we can instead do of that. just des- instead of just describing it, we can also share pictures afterwards and stuff. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I've got uh, 
I've got some, oh, what do you call it, where we talked on a, a podcast panel at a convention, me and uh, Dwayne and Mark, a couple of friends of mine, and, and Carl's. Carl couldn't be there, unfortunately, and uh, so we got to put, uh, we'll put that out in this episode as well uh, for you guys to listen to, and also Bo had some thoughts on uh, some of the toys and also the uh, uh, movie as well. So we'll uh, we'll put those out, and it won't be until the very end that we'll have our discussion here. But uh, also, Figure Shield sent us some six-inch cases, and we had uh, I tested one out, and it it fits perfect. It fits right around the six-inch figure in the box still. So if you've got uh, some six-inch figures that you want to protect, that uh, you want to keep in the box if they're exclusive, you know, to a certain store or a convention, you know, like uh, the Spirit of Obi Wan or Captain Rex. Uh, several of those were exclusives and you could keep those in a, uh, a case. So uh, he sent us a code, Justin from Figure Shield did. Uh, it's uh, all capital letters SWCP10 and that'll give you 10% off of your order. They also have these little uh, hanger kit things if you want to use those hanger kits um let's see what's it say those are upgrades though they're 25 cents each and it'll come with two wafer seals to seal the box and a self-adhesive hanger that can be placed directly on that case Hmm, that's an empty idea so you can either set it on the shelf or get the hanger piece and hang it up yeah and these are made from high quality uh pet and are acid free and offer uv protection so uh of course, you know, we always recommend that you keep your figures out of direct sunlight anyway, because even if you do have some that's UV protective, it's not going to be 100%, you know, if you keep your stuff sitting there in the sunlight all the time. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. <clears throat> so, and, yeah. while you're, and while you're mentioning the figure shield, we didn't mention last month, I was just going to mention this, but me and you split an order from them of the um, three and three quarter, you know, figure cases and I was really happy with them. I mean, they, they, the, 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 the plastic is thicker than some of the other c- cases that we've had. They won't ding up easy and stuff like that. And and um, I, I went and put all my autograph figures as well as some of the new vintage collection Star Wars figures in there, and they all fit really w- well, nice and snug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may be a little bit more expensive than most of them, but I think they're worth it. I think so too. I think, as honestly, I think I won't be buying any different ones except those, as long as they hopefully they'll keep making them for us. Yeah, yeah. As long as he keeps making them, we'll keep buying them. Yep. Okay. At this point, I, uh, I think we're going to insert all of our uh, other stuff. You know, like the uh, inner the uh, panel that we did, and and some of Bo's thoughts on the uh, on figures and stuff, and then then we'll be right back. We are at the Star Wars Collectors Club's um, swap meet, and I'm here with Mike, and I'm going to ask Mike a question. What is your favorite thing about our annual swap meet? Uh, mainly just getting together with everybody. That's that's the most fun thing for me. I would agree with that, too. I think that is... I see you, and I get to see Brian. Brian's sitting right next to me. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what? Is it testing? All right, who are we talking to? Hello, sir. How are you today? <laughs> tell, tell them who you are. Okay, I'm Bo. Speak up. Okay. I'm Bo. Full rank on this. Because 
It's Mark Schaefer, the Arrington Tribune. What's your name, sir? <laughs> hey, Bo, what did you do at the meeting today? Play. Played with what? Play with cannons and cars. You played with cannons and cars at a Star Wars meeting? Did you play with any Star Wars toys at all? Mm. No? Yeah. Well, Mark, what did you bring? A multitude of things. Uh, for Bo, I bought some of the uh, Chapmay toy line because it's quite uh, indestructible, which is good for his age bracket. Um, and we have a, we got Star Wars in there. We got the, uh, what's her name? Kira. Kira. I, I've only see, read it, didn't know how to say it. From the new Han Solo movie. Um, that's about the newest acquisition. Um, the rest of it is G.I. Joe, Marauders, whatever fit in the uh, container. It looks like a lot of it. Bits and pieces, too. Yes, and sadly, this is everything I actually take to work every single day because I don't know which toy I'm going to play with. <laughs> At work? At work. I wish I had time at work to play with toys. Um, they actually just stand there more than actually get played with. But, you know, you can ask uh, our compatriot, uh, Mr. Carl, that uh, how often, every time, how many times a day I send him pictures of toys on my desk. Okay. Let's go over and talk to Carl then. How often does he send you pictures? A lot. He makes my work day go faster by sending me pictures of toys. All right. What did you bring today? Um, I, Not much Star Wars, but the cool Star Wars thing I bought was the Solo Land Speeder, which is one of my favorite vehicles, especially with its ejecting Han feature it's got going on. Yes, that is a, a pretty cool feature. Uh, but what you brought other stuff, too. What all did you bring? Um, I brought the new Super 7 retro-style Planet of the Apes figures, and I'm pretty excited about them because I've been with Planet of the Apes toys I was a kid. And those and a few Marauders things and some bits to trademark, and that was pretty much what I bought that brought them. Did they not have any vintage uh, Planet of the Apes toys? They did, but they was the Mego cloth six-inch figures. I was, I don't know, did those come out maybe in 74? So that wasn't, toys wasn't on my radar then probably. Yeah, I was born in 74. <laughs> I was four in 74. So no, I did not have any of those. And I've always wanted four-inch scale since I was a kid to play with my Star Wars figures. Obviously, I probably won't play with them now, but at least I have them. So, was Star Wars the first small figures to come out? I think they were, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, those, and then people started falling in line with that. Mego tried to do Star Trek and Buck Rogers, and we had Mattel doing Battlestar Galactica and stuff. So, it just, that was really the first toys that I really got into as a kid. And so, even as an adult, I only seem to want 3.75 inch scale. All right. Talk about the t shirt you're wearing. Oh, my T-shirt. I'm wearing a retro style from 80s Tees, and it says Heels is where the toys are. And I saw that on 80stees.com, and I just had to have it. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It actually has a weathered look like it's old. Yeah, that, it does, because Mark asked me where I found it at. He thought I just found an old T-shirt somewhere. So. Yeah, I thought it was actually something that you'd had when you was a kid or something, because it just looked kind of old. Um, it definitely does, and if if you if anybody wants one, I suggest you make an account with ADS Tees and then put the thing in your cart, and they will actually if you if you make your account through Facebook, they will send you a coupon car- code if you do not check out, and you can get it cheap. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for the tip. I'm sure if any of us are out there wanting some '80s retro T-shirts, that that'll be one one thing to do to go and get it for cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. So they, I think it was 35% off coupon code they sent. That brought down a $30 t-shirt to a lot cheaper. Okay. And you're planning on seeing Han Solo, right, when it comes out? Yes, opening night. I don't know which theater yet, but I'll be there opening night. I don't know if I'll be there, like, opening Thursday night, but definitely by Friday. I might try and go see it both days. Probably Thursday. I'm just going to wait and see what some of my friends say that's going like that in time. Thanks. Okay. Hey, Mark, what uh, 
when are you going to go see it? Uh, that entirely depends because my five children are all in various forms of athletics. So basically means I never get to see a movie in the, anywhere near the first two weeks. So probably if I can escape on like a Saturday afternoon, maybe then. Okay. Uh, you could always get one of those real late ones. Well, true, but the kids go to bed around 9 o'clock, so I have to be home for that. I don't get off work till like 7, so. Now, if they just had a midnight show or like 1 at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'd be all set. <laughs> they do in bigger cities, but not around here. See, 8 o'clock would be lovely because then I could just do that, uh, go see the movie, then go to work. Yeah, or go take the kids to you know, their athletic events. <laughs> well, they probably wouldn't notice if I weren't there, so kind of get yelled at for that. You know, they ex- expect uh, uh, me to actually, you know, be supportive and whatnot. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In case sarcasm did not come across. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Hey, everybody, I'm here with Bo. Bo, what did we just open? The new, the walker, the walker. The ATACT from Rogue One. I ended up finding one for $75 on clearance. What do you think about it? It's cool. It's really cool. What does it do? It shoots torpedoes. How do you control it? On your phone and... There's also buttons on the back of it, too. So if you don't have a phone, you can actually control it with the button. And it shoots Mm -hmm. out. Like, pew, pew. It makes sounds. It actually shoot out. And it moves its head and it walks. Yeah, and it walks. It's really cool. I like it. And that thing comes out. Yeah, that, that old box in the middle comes out. And you can actually have your troopers slide down to it. Like this. Like that. Yep. They won't slide down. They can't down. Yeah, there's a picture on the paper that actually shows them sliding down. See right there? They're sliding down that rope. There's an, oh, I didn't even see that for a second. <laughs> That's cool. Yep, it is cool. All right. What are we going to do? Hey, that rope thing goes on the top. Yeah, it goes on the top. <laughs> What's next? We're going to open it. I want to open the speeder. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we've got Han speeder open here. Bo, you want to do the force link? All right, do the force link there uh, over the figure. I'm done with taking orders. How did I get into this mess? That wasn't the plan. How did I get into this mess? Okay, now what about the speeder? Do it on the bottom here. Okay, now what does it do? What does the speeder do? It pops him right out. He's got an ejector seat? Yeah. All right, go ahead and try it. Ah, It worked better that time. Yeah, it worked really good that time. Yeah. That was cool, seeing him fly right out of the seat. Now we need to get Chewie in there. He need to have Chewie beside him, right? No, her. Leia? Well, this is a different time period. Leia wasn't in this movie. Oh, but why do they have a Leia with it? I don't know. That's well, that's a good question. Why is Leia coming out with this set when everything else is supposed to be Han Solo? Heck, this whole wave only had, the wave two only had, what, one figure that came from the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Moloch. Do you want to go ahead and open up Leia? Mm-mm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't want to. You don't want to now? All right, we'll open up that one. Who's that? Finn and... <gasps> Wait for it. Chrome Dome! <laughs> <laughs> Chrome Dome! <laughs> So who is it really? What's her name? Uh, it's Phasma. Yep. All right, we'll open it and be right back. All right, we got Finn and Phasma opened up. All right, you want to do the force link on them? Uh, you already tried on Finn. Well, do it so they can hear it. I don't like the resistance. You don't know the 
shields, but I have to be there. You don't know the first order like I do. Alright, move on to Phasma. Shields back. On my command. Report my division at once. Move to ship now. Okay. What do you think of Phasma? Phasma? Yeah, it's cool. What about Finn? He's cool. Yeah. Oh, that thing makes noises. Yeah, the gun makes noises. That's yeah. cool. Because it has a force link chip in it. Yeah, it has a force link chip in it. Yep, like her. It's a string. That's cool. That, but it it's has, cool. But this is from the version one because it's got blue. <laughs> it's got blue on her feet instead of the green like the newer one. That's because they were released. Actually, it was released uh, for The Last Jedi. That's why. Even though it didn't come out until now. <sighs> All right. What are we going to open next? Hmm. Moloch. It looks cool. Oh, hold on. All right, Bo. So we got Leia open now. What do you think about Leia? She doesn't do anything. Not cool. Not cool? Well, I really like the Han Solo because he even flies right out. How does, how does he fly out? Oh, he has an injector seat. He has an injector seat in his own seat? That's kind of odd. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Shouldn't you think it'd be the passenger that gets ejected? No. No? Why would the why would the driver get ejected? <laughs> to get out. To get out quick? Yeah. Alright, what's next? <laughs> Him the boring. Moloch? Alright. Uh we'll be right back. Alright, what do you think of Moloch? Not cool. Not cool? His face mask comes off. I think that's pretty cool. They can't see you shake your head on the radio. Mm-mm, not cool. Okay, you got it. Bo thinks it's not cool. All right, what else? Anything else, Bo? Mm, what? Is that it? That's all we're doing? Mm-hmm. All right, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Hello, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. The Star Wars Collector Podcast. Yes, I am the normal host, Brian Ramsdale, and my co-host couldn't make it today, Carl Felty. So I asked Dwayne Steele and Mark Schaefer to help me out, and we're going to be talking about collecting on a budget. So what that entails is, you know, how to collect without breaking your budget. And hello, yeah. <laughs> so one of the thi- and hello and we've lost the uh, monitor mic keep talking <coughs> we're podcasting yes yes we're podcasting well we can cut out the a few oh, yeah. technical difficulties yeah technical morning. difficulties not us we're still recording the podcast of course but uh, no uh, no microphone so we'll just shout <laughs> um one of the things that I do is I wait sometimes for deals to come around and one of the things is, um, sometimes you have to play the long game. Is it working? <clears throat> and that... Oh, there we go. So, play, by playing the long game, whenever you see new stuff come out, you have to end up sometimes waiting longer than just going out and buying it right away. Sometimes there are times when you want to actually buy it right away because it's something that does not come around very often or it's very popular and one of those right now is the Grand Moff Tarkin 6 inch figure this one will be highly sought after and 
there won't be very many available because everybody will go out and buy that right away. So if you're wanting to wait for them to go on sale, you might want to get you might want to get it now because it probably will not be around whenever you want to find it on sale. Um, so what you're saying is you have to be familiar with your hobby enough to know what the the anticipated most anticipated and hot items are going to be, and you know stay connected, uh, internet and and uh, collecting clubs or whatever you know circle that you travel in to. Uh, uh, know when they're showing up in the stores and uh, who's got the best prices and uh, obviously jump on some of them as soon as you can uh, and some others you know I think you were alluding to you could probably hold off on and, and possibly catch them on a, on a sale or a clearance later on right yeah because there's a lot of forums out there that you can go on uh, look and see what people are saying you know oh I really want this figure when it comes out you know there'll be a lot of people who talk about it so in that way you can go and see oh yeah i want that one and then there'll be others where people won't talk about them at all and sometimes they're not even in the movie like like constable zuvio he was one of the ones where you know he didn't even show up in the movie and nobody even knew what he did so you know he was he's still around today and that was like three years ago almost and plenty of them yeah plenty of them six inch four inch they're there yeah, and then there's other things to do also that you can do uh, whenever you're collecting on a budget. And uh, I think Mark would like to talk about that. I would. <laughs> um, well, basically I've always collected on a budget just because I know it's a hobby, not a money-making proposition for me. So, Or um, my current situation where I have five kids, so, you know, definitely on a budget. Um we're just in the mic. Hold on. Apparently, I'm still used to using my radio voice and being too loud. That's um, okay. Loud's good for this. True. Um, well, my favorite thing to do is I don't. For me, the hunting of it is, is as important as the collecting of it because like, when you talk about like uh, finding Grandma Tarkin, there are certain figures that you know that. Hasbro is going to make a limited number of, like, say, the uh, Darth Ravens, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, uh, ones that are store exclusives. Yeah, store exclusives. Store exclusives, or they have just a smaller production run overall because they're from a video game, a comic book, etc. Or they're at the end of a, a line. They'll be like yes. the last wave of a line. It's going to be hard to get. Whoa. Yes, the, the dreaded wave three. Yeah, the last wave of any any series is always that way. And sadly for me, that's always like where I swear the most interesting character is like, oh, I like that that uh, you know random type pilot, pilot guy. He's gonna be up in the light or wave three. Well, never seen him. But uh, um, but again, hunting is my favorite part of this. That's why I have like a a circuit almost of like flea markets, consignment stores. Um, Every goodwill that I pass ever, <laughs> because I just like I like the proposition of not knowing exactly what I have a chance of finding. Now, it's not nearly as good as it used to be because there aren't as many uh, people. I think people are collecting, keeping their toys longer now because. Uh, Let's just hold it while you check. Okay. All right. Um, hot mic. A little bit closer. Yeah, but 
I was blasting it out. All right. Um, um, all right. Um, What is your budgeting? Or, let's go to Dwayne. Okay, well, you know, when, when I was thinking of the subject of collecting on a budget, the first thing, obviously, as an, as a, as an adult, <laughs> my first uh, priority is always to make sure the bills are paid first. Yes, so, absolutely. you know, uh, you really have to have some self-control. Uh, you have to realize, like you said earlier, that it's a hobby. Yes. Uh, and that, you know, it should never, you know... Supersede your responsibilities. No, because if uh, you're if you're not paying your electric bill to buy toys, that's not a collection. That's an obsession. That's an entirely right, different matter. Right. So um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to where I've got a little bit more disposable income than most, uh, but I still have to to watch you know for sales, uh, especially on big ticket items. There have been several items here uh, in the last few years that have that have been released that are you know in the hundred to three hundred dollar range. Like the barge. Yes, like, well, the barge was an exception, but <laughs> even just retail items. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the bigger uh, the the, AT, uh, AT, AT. that they've been releasing. Uh, and, of course, I want them, uh, but uh, I always tend to hold off until, you know, if I can find them either around Christmas time. A lot of times you can find them on, on flash sales on Amazon. Uh, and definitely after Christmas, if, if uh, stores, online retailers or stores have overstock, they start clearancing them out. Or the, you know, and, and some people want, you know, in the collecting community kind of poo-poo on that. It's like, oh, well, if you all wouldn't wait till they went on clearance, maybe they would make more for us. But you know what? I mean, we, you know, we have to have a voice. And if we're not buying them at full retail, hopefully somebody's getting a clue that they either need to charge less or they need to, you know... Uh, scale back on them. you know maybe maybe it's not there's not a demand for them out there yeah so uh, you know uh, you know you were talking about uh, hitting uh, secondary retail outlets like thrift stores goodwill stores and everything if, yeah, that's a great way to collect if you don't mind having your your toys uh, and their toys let's yeah. just a minute <laughs> if you don't mind having your toys already open and played with uh, then you know, especially for for younger collectors, that's a great way to get into the hobby is to is to start you know searching and finding and, and if you don't know who the character is or who the the uh, what the ship is or everything, there's a lot of great online resources and there are a lot of people in the community such as such as our group, the Star Wars Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club, that can help you out and figure out who they are. You know, you can always contact us, send us a picture, and uh, we'd be glad to help you out. Come to a meeting. Oh. Yeah, we have meetings every second Saturday of the month. Uh, just so happens this Saturday we have a swap meet, which will be out at the Kiowa Mall. And uh, it starts at noon, goes till 5. And if you want to sell stuff, you can come out there and pay 10 bucks to have a table and uh, be a member. Join us and uh, end up you know, selling, trading, whatever. Um, you were talking about uh, when we were talking about the secondary market. Um, that's different depending on the type of collector you are. Because you buy them, leave them in the car, leave them in the box. I, on the other hand, am an opener. Like, I throw my the packaging away as I'm walking out Walmart, so <laughs> I'm that much of an opener. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you're looking for things in the box, you need to come to, uh, on, the, on the secondary market, you either do, like, eBay, Amazon, 
for events like this where there's you know private sellers set up. I, on the other hand, you know, I know I'm never going to find. Well, I may find, but the chance of like your grandma off target finding that in in the package at a goodwill is exceedingly low. Even loose. Even loose. Even loose will be hard to find. Yeah. Because most people will keep it. Exactly. Well, it also depends on the type of figures. Because like the six-inch figures, where they've only been out for a couple of years, do not show up in the secondary market like the four-inch figures. Because, you know, we've had two or three times, well, three or four times that uh, Grandma Target has come out in the four-inch. So he shows up more than... I can only well, think of two. The prequels. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, he shows up more often. Now, Grandma Tarkin, if I start saving at like flea markets and thrift stores, it's going to be a couple years down the line, probably, when, you know, whoever it is gets tired of them and, and trades their collection off to Goodwill or whatever. But finding the package, not likely. So, you know, so I can, you know, Secondary uh, markets, like literally the flea market, is you know much more useful for me than it is for you know Dwayne. So, what about trading? Like if you find something in a different line and you know somebody else likes it, but they have stuff that you want, do you do that too? All the time, because I will pick up any four-inch uh, figure, and especially their accessories or parts for GI Joe vehicles, especially the vintage ones. Star Wars vehicles, etc., etc. Because uh, with the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club, there's a couple guys who collect GI Joe or have other interests. So you know, and they live in a different part of the state, so they can get stuff from like you know, like their local side of the state. While I'm over here, so you know, I I can get a hold of uh, them and be like, uh, I'm looking for this. This is what I have for trade, and so I can trade like you know some vintage G.I. Joe guns for a uh, Star Wars droid. Or, depends, or, or well, specifically, uh, a couple of years ago at one of our uh, swap meets, I bought one wing for a uh, TIE Interceptor. And I believe you were one of the ones like, you're crazy, you never find the rest of it. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a long game. I can do this. Yeah. So, that was like three years ago. Well, two years ago, we went to, uh, Dwayne and Carl and I went to the Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club, and they had a TIE fighter with no wings, but it was the uh, better developed cockpit where the uh, seat comes out. Yeah. And so I got that for like, you know, two bucks to go with a $1 uh, interceptor wing. So I have half a ship now. <laughs> so uh, at the last, uh, I can't remember it was a fall festival or a swap meet last year, I put on our uh, forum, I said, all right, I need uh, one wing. Well, uh, somebody picked up a TIE Interceptor, didn't have the cockpit cover, so it was no use to them. So they traded to me for, I believe, some G.I. Joe stuff that I had that I had no use for. So that's how I got a uh, TIE Interceptor for all of $5. Nice. Just, yeah, just took me three years, but, you know, <laughs> it's a long game. Yeah. Anything else, Dwayne? Well, um... I think that, uh, you know, uh, Mark was uh, over there making fun of me because I keep it in, keep no. in the packages. I'm just saying I don't have that self-control. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that's something that uh, uh, you were talking about trading. And, and uh, there are times when, you, when you're out shopping or out hunting, it, you know, and you find uh, 
figures that you know people are looking for. Um, if you can afford it, you know, that's usually a good time to go ahead and pick yeah. up doubles or extras. Uh, not to, to take advantage of somebody and charge them double for it or anything like that, but uh, those those instances that can be used for, for trades, if they, you know, someone else has something that you need or want and they're willing to trade it for, the, for that new figure, uh, that's happened to me on several occasions. I know... Um, one instance that comes to mind is, is way back in 97 when the special editions came out and they had the theater edition Luke Skywalker on the special card back. It was just your everyday Luke Skywalker figure, but because it was on a different card back, it really, really, really got popular. And uh, the, the secondary market for it was, was uh, pretty high. So uh, I, I was fortunate enough to, to have a couple of extras. Uh, and ended up actually taking one to Cincinnati to a, to a toy shop up there and traded that one Luke Skywalker figure, which was brand new off the you know production line, for I think four vintage Star Wars figures. Nice. Uh, you know, so I mean that was to me that was one of the best trades that I've ever made. Yeah. And and it didn't hurt my budget at all. Exactly. I didn't sign down. I had nothing in this Luke Skywalker figure really, and even if I'd paid five or ten dollars for it, still uh, because that that owner of that shop wanted it that bad, he knew he had a customer for it somewhere down the end of the at the end of the line, so he was willing to you know to trade. And those are good resources too. There are a lot of dealers here at this show today, I'm sure, that would be willing to trade. Uh, sometimes, you know, to, to number one, get inventory maybe that they're not moving out of the way and to bring something different or new in. And us collectors are like that too. I've got a bunch of stuff I'm getting ready to clearance out at the swap meet next week to try to raise money for the aforementioned barge that I purchased. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, you know, it's going to be like, you know, one of those deals where that that also can can come into your budgeting plans is if you've got something that you you know no, no longer really are, are passionate about anymore, go ahead and see if someone else will buy it from you and use that money to turn around and reinvest in the hobby. Exactly. Okay. Well, I can't really think of anything else. Anybody got anything else? I know that uh, you know. There's a lot of times that you'll also hear about sales going on at places that you don't actually have near you and a lot of those times is when you really want somebody else to get it for you and then you can get stuff for them because they may not have stores close to them that have exclusives well that's one nice thing about uh, where uh, our Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club is over three different regions because sometimes the distribution of stuff like I've talked to them in Lexington where you know you or I have had a hard time putting this one figure, they're like, oh, down the road, three miles from my house, the Walmart, we have 17 of them. Yeah. Now, so that's always good to have, to literally build up a network of this. Yeah, I've been on vacation sometimes and actually went to more Walmarts and Targets and stuff like that, and stuff that we can't find in our area, they'll have a plethora of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they had, they still got Ahsoka uh, Black Series uh, three and three quarter inch figures sitting on the shelf up in Chicago. Oh. So that was one thing I was kind of surprised about because there was also some Royal Guards whenever we were in really? some place. I can't remember where it was, but they still had them still on the shelf. Oh, yeah, you definitely, if you're traveling, you got to hit everything. Because uh, remember when the, the Scorch uh, Republican Commando was so hot? Well, yeah. I've got lucky found one here 
and any other one I ever saw left behind for like you know some other collector or some other kid. Well, I was down in uh, North Carolina for a wedding. Well, I had to go out and get something for it. I'm like, I'm stopping at Walmart looking at the toys. <coughs> they had what was it where they had the silver stain and some uh, sticker on there to make it even more exclusive. Yeah. Found Scorch with, on the uh, Galactic Hunter card or whatever that it was. Grievous, and then I can't remember who else was in that. I found like three of them just sitting on the shelf there, so I got all three of those. Uh, on the way home, we stopped at a different Walmart. Found like the other three. And I'm like, <laughs> here you couldn't, you know, didn't see them at all because, you know, the demand is different. So, Yeah, especially if you live in bigger cities. Oh, yeah. Now, bigger cities end up having a lot more, I guess, turnover of the stuff too. Mm-hmm. They won't have it sitting on the shelf. Don't still have Finn and Poe from the uh, first movie, like we do. Yeah. Um, any questions? All right. Doesn't seem to be one. Any so. questions, Mike? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay, and we're back. And now we're going to talk about something that hopefully you've seen. So if you haven't seen the Solo movie, I would go ahead and stop this right now and come back later after you've seen the movie. Because from now on, it'll be just talking about spoilers of the Solo movie from me and Carl and then also Bo at the end of this segment. So that way, if you have listened to everything up to now, you don't have to worry about any of the spoilers you know you you missed all you know you'll miss all of them until you come back and you can uh, listen to us after that all right so you've been warned <laughs> last warning <laughs> last warning okay all right overall what did you think of the movie carl i really liked it and i think the key word that i use when i posted on twitter it was just fun it was a fun movie and that's how i like my summer movies to be i mean i I'm not sure where I would put it among the Star Wars movies, but it would definitely be above all the prequels. And um, I need to—I know you've seen it more than once already, but did you go again today for the third time? Yeah, like I've seen said? it three times now. Yeah, I'm still at one, but I need to see it more. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And obviously, since you went three times, I know you've liked it a lot too. Oh yeah, I, I've liked it every time I've seen it. I think it—I think it gets better and better because I see more and more stuff about it. You know, just like in all the other movies that I've went to see, because I saw you know the previous ones four times the the force awakens rogue one and the last jedi and i think that you know i liked them every time i went uh, some more than others i don't think yeah, I, any of them are horrible no and i think you keep you see stuff i mean you don't see catch everything the first time i mean um just like i mean i can remember the first time i saw um rogue one not catching um um, chopper and then catching him the second time and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's i'm anxious to see it again to see what i've maybe missed yep Yep, um, I, I really liked it. You know, I, as far as like the Disney movies, the you know the ones that Disney has done, I feel like this one's the best to me. You know, others may think something different, but it it I think it just nudges out Rogue One. I still have Rogue One in 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 front of it for now, but we'll see after I see it again. But but it, it's close, and like I said, it was 
it, I mean, it feels old school Star Wars to it too. And then, I mean, most of the actors was on their game. I thought they all done a good job in their various parts. And I mean, I'd seriously, I mean, it was almost like a young, for example, young Billy D. Williams on this set. I mean, it was just, it was just perfect for Lando. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Donald Glover did an excellent job of playing Lando. I don't think anybody could have done any better. And I mean, heck, in my opinion, I think. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich did a great job of doing Han. Oh yeah, I didn't have no problem with him at all. I mean, I mean, no one's Harrison Ford, but the guy did a did a great job. I mean, and I thought the script was good, and th- there was not too many jokes. I mean, there was just a right little bit of mixture and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd be curious to see exactly what was redone by Ron Howard after uh, Lord Miller, you know, crapped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was it was it was fun. I mean, just like I said, I may be going Wednesday night to see it. And of course, we we have um. I mean, what I think the internet internet is mostly buzzing about is the um the end. Who made an appearance? Oh yeah, I know. I know it's going to confuse a lot of people because if you haven't seen the Clone Wars or the Rebels cartoons, then you're probably not going to know what happened to Darth Maul. Yes, Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. he's back. Yeah, it, that did not surprise. I mean, um, that. That they would use him in a movie did not surprise me, but the fact that they used him in this one did surprise me again. I was like, whoa, I, I didn't... See, it didn't really surprise me that much because, you know, they talked about Crimson Dawn the whole time, and I knew that he was part of it, being, you know, that you, if you watch The Clone Wars, you know that he's part of it. He's head of it, if not... Yeah, that's, that's... Yeah. I mean, it might be because, you know, Clone Wars hasn't been on in that long, so it's, you know, hasn't been on for a long time, so people have probably forgotten exactly what role he played in it. It played like almost like an old serial like type, you know, where everybody was betraying everybody over and over again. I mean, even mm-hmm. I honestly think even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'd probably like this. A person would like this movie. Yeah, with all the double and triple crosses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, whenever you look at it, especially near the end, you're just like, well, who is on whose side now? <laughs> yeah, and who's doing, Who's playing, they're playing this one and this, and it's, oh, he's playing that different than you thought he was playing it. And it's just, it's just mind-blowing at times. Yeah, so whenever, whenever Han is in the, oh, infantry or whatever you want to call it for the Empire and gets thrown into that, that jail cell with the monster, did you you immediately know who it was? I was, I I was thinking 99% sure that's where he's going to find Chewie. I really did. I thought, man, Chewie's going to be down there. Uh, yeah, as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, Chewbacca has to be the monster. And I even told my wife that. I was like, it's Chewie. <laughs> she was like, no, it can't be Chewie. I'm like, yeah, it's Chewie. And sure enough, it was. Yep, that was a little intense, too. He even bit out of a bit of piece of his shoulder out mm-hmm. off of him. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, you're talking about Han doing it to Chewie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Han, yeah. <laughs> Not the other way around. And I had no idea that Chewbacca, or that uh, Han knew, you know, whatever the uh wookie language is what is it called i can't remember i can't remember either yeah but he was yep he def- or something <laughs> like that uh yeah that was uh that was kind of funny hearing him going <laughs> yeah yep that was cool so what uh what other stuff popped out to you um woody harrelson's performance was excellent too i thought i mean he, like i mentioned earlier so many good acting jobs it's just he did a great job and then his final scene in, in the movie was was awesome too because the old story um you know 
who shot first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made yeah. the right. De- even he even told him he made the right decision after he shot him. He said, "He said, kid, you did the right thing. I would have, <laughs> I would have killed you." Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, and uh, you know, he. Of course, nobody says Han shot first. It's just that the fact that he did, you know, yeah. pretty much is like a throwback to you know when Hot shot Greedo, and that before it got altered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like know. that. And you're going you're gonna to have to help me. I can't think of his name, but the forearm pilot guy, I, I liked, I'm only, since I've only seen the movie once, but I, I really liked that character, too. I, I was actually kind of sad when he died. I mean, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> John Favreau did the voice for that. Yeah, but it, that was a good character. And then I guess it seems like in the, in the solo ventures, they have a thing with killing droids because just like K2SO, this droid killed got killed as well, which was an interesting had an interesting relationship with Lando. Yeah. It was definitely close friends. Yep, definitely close. It was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, we ha- and we had a lot of droids in this movie, which will make the droid people happy because there's a scene of droid liberation that is a really good scene. Yeah, that uh, that character you're trying to think of is Rio. Oh, okay, I was thinking of something with an R, but yeah, it's, I, I liked I liked his uh, his character a lot too. Yeah, of course, uh, he's doing a uh, a TV series. John Favreau is a Star uh-huh. Wars TV series. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure is going to be on that new stream service that disney's getting ready to do next year yep another another service for uh, all of us to subscribe to mm-hmm. i also um one of my favorite things i think the reason i have um rogue one and like now this one's so high on my disney list is because the way it fits in with the original trilogy and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think that's another reason and it, you, you just see little bits and pieces like you know han's off to um Tatooine there at the end and everything too. It's just it's all just seems like it ties in together perfectly. Yep. Which I'm hoping that we'll get a second one one of these days. I mean, we what I've read and I'm sure you've read too that they was all the main characters were signed for three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but didn't you say that they were all signed for three movies in Rogue One too, and it didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> they were signed for three movies in Rogue One too, but. I mean, from speculation, though, some people said originally they wasn't going to kill him at the in the end, but they, I guess, they decided there was no other way really to do that. To do that, so they had to go with, with the kind of a sad, happy ending at the same time that they did get the plans to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope they do some more solo movies because I think that I think that would be you know I think it could fit in there because you got what ten years of uh, span time to, to yep. do it. Although I. I still can't figure out how it's going to be 10 years when, if you think about it, I mean, that, that when Darth Maul dies in the Rebels, you know, how far before A New Hope is that? Because Luke was still a kid. Yeah. Well, if it was, let's say he was, you know, 10, well, this couldn't have happened maybe two years before that, the Han Solo movie. Yeah. Because, you know, at some point he's no longer part of Crimson Dawn and he gets killed. Yeah, I, you're not the only one that said that. I've read a few articles about people's confused about the whole timeline a little bit they got going here. Yeah, it is a little confusing. I think they need to come out and say, you know, okay, this happened then, this happened then, and, and really point it out so you know what they're talking about because, you know, there's even confusion about how old Han is because evidently everybody thought he was like 29 or something when A New Hope, but or maybe 32 or something, and now this makes him 29 this time period or something like that. It's a little strange. Yeah. 
And I think this is, is this the first time we've had like a, a time period lapse in between, you know, inside of a movie of that length, three years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it goes from, you know, Han and Kira trying to get away uh, from Karelia, and then three years later, you know, they meet up again. Yeah, which I saw some people complaining about that, saying, oh, it's as big as the universe is, I can't believe they're meeting up again like that so easily. I'm like, it's a movie. Just let it go. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but really, how many planets are out there where actually stuff happens? Yeah. Yeah. And she was doing what she had to do to basically survive, I guess, which mm-hmm. had put her in a really good spot there at the end of the movie. Yep. Yeah, because she ends up, you know, I guess not really, even though she said she was, oh, I'm right behind you. I'm coming. You know, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Help Chewbacca. And, of course, then she takes off. Uh, one funny scene that I really enjoyed, too, I, I've already mentioned this to you when we was talking the other day, but um, the um, on the Millennium Falcon, the, the big closet full of Lando capes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just like, how many capes does he have? It's so funny. Yeah, because she puts, uh, puts on the one that he wears in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, which is a great little scene, too. Yeah, there's a, not, a lot of little nods to other stuff. I mean, in uh, Vaden Dross's you know office there they got that crystal skull which is a nod to the original han solo trilogy you know on one of the books on the cover of it yeah you was tell you was telling me that i did not know that but that is is really cool yeah and the mandalorian armor in his office Mm -hmm. see i'm trying to think of what what other little nods there were there's a there's a bunch though i mean well the the death star droid getting ran over by their speeders yeah the beginning of the movie (laughs) that was funny it was yeah that was a good scene too Oh man, what do you think about the shower scene? <laughs> um, awkward, especially for Han. Couldn't we have done this separately? <laughs> yeah, it was like, can't we do this one at a time? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it was it was definitely like I said, it was fun, and I'm anxious to see it again. Yeah, and heck, the Val and Rio dying really early in the movie was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Um, I think that's the first time I'd ever saw Paul Bethany play a bad guy in a movie and i thought he'd done a really good job because you know i'm the last few years we're used to him as vision been a good guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that but his we didn't mention him yet his performance was really good i thought as well yeah that's the guy that plays vaden dross yep yeah he does a really good job it was uh really weird to see him when he got mad his face got brighter red on all those markings yep. did you notice that i did oh and i thought it was interesting when um when um Lando was talking to Beckett and said that he was the one that killed Era Singh. So Era Singh was mentioned. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When the, uh, of course, if you watch the was it the Clone Wars or Rebels that that Aura Singh was in, she was in one of them. Yeah, she was in one of them. I think it was Clone Wars though. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and of the, course she has that like one point five second scene in the in the Phantom Menace too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, during the pod race. Yep. Yeah, of course back then nobody knew who she was really. Yeah, until they made an action figure of her mm-hmm. and gave her a name. He's like, who the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Back thought it was then, funny that they mentioned Bosk, too. Yes. Yeah, we could yep. have got Bosk to help us out. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, too. Which, I was kind of surprised that there was several things that weren't in the movie. Like, I thought for sure we would probably see Maz Kanata. I, I figured, thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, possibly Boba Fett for a small cameo. I figured we might see him. 
And I, I, I almost figured we'd see C-3PO and R2-D2 just because they've been in every other movie, but this was the first movie where they weren't. Yeah, and I guess it would have been hard for them to work them in somehow, so that's why they didn't. Which is but good, because I didn't want them to shoehorn it in. Exactly, and then they did give give um, Anthony Daniels an appearance, though, which keeps his as the only one that's been in every Star Wars film. Yeah, and I, I still can't for sure tell where he's at. Yeah. I just know he's on Kessel, somewhere in that part, but where, I have no idea. And I've seen the thing three times, and <laughs> this last time, I was specifically trying to look at every single person to find out where he was at, and I can't find him. Yeah, I missed him, too, after one viewing it's like it's like when i was mentioning you know missing chopper i knew where he was so i was my eyes was locked on waiting for him his appearance the next time i saw rogue one so i'll so he may he, we may have to anthony daniels may be one of those things where we have to pause it when we get the blu-ray mm-hmm. yeah that's what i think too all right can you think of anything else no i think that's it I definitely go see this movie it's underwhelming a little bit for disney so it needs it needs all, everybody all the fans to go out there and see it um and don't don't feel like you're betraying harrison ford because he's already even gave his appro- approval of this film <laughs> yeah yeah for sure they i think it i think it it uh it's probably because of the last jedi i think people are not seeing it because they're afraid it might be another horrible movie you know even though i don't think the last jedi was horrible i don't either <laughs> i don't think it was uh, the best star wars film either so <laughs> oh and it's got it had stiff competition this weekend too i mean it may have been best if they gave us more breathing room between avengers and deadpool too so it might we'll see it may have some nice longevity and do good over time i hope so they yeah. are estimating that it's going to do 103 or 106 million or something like that yeah which is off from disney's original 130 to 150 which i thought might have been a little high anyway yeah well that's okay i think once the word gets out people will go and see it yeah I, they I should <laughs> yeah all right, well, uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, we want to thank the Patreon members again uh, for all you do for us, keeping the lights on. And uh, if you want to uh, join us as a Patreon member, just go to www.patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. And we have several different levels for you to uh, to help us out. And after so many months of being a, a Patreon member, we'll send out one of our uh, patches that we have. And also go to Facebook at facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast. Uh, you know, chat with us. Then uh, uh, also leave us an iTunes review. And let's see, what else? Twitter, uh, TSWC Podcast on Twitter. And you can email us, TSWCPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we have a winner for our contest that we mentioned last month. Yay! And out of uh, the members, or out of the people listening that emailed us, the winner is Melanie Roberts. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So, next time, uh, I, next time I since you know Melanie, next time I mm-hmm. won't have to mail it. Next time I see you, I will give it to you to give to her. Thanks, yep. Melanie. 
And, uh, you know, next time we have a contest, don't be afraid to email us. We want we want to get a bunch of people, you know, emailing us, entering these contests. We don't want, you know, we don't want to end up having the same people win every time. Yeah, and it's it's simple. Just send an email and you get a, get it. If you live in California, we'll ship it out to you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what all, uh, just so people know, what all does Melanie win? What all um, do you put Mel- in that? Oh, Melanie, what does she win? She wins the new that we just mentioned. She wins the new Captain um, um, Phasma and um, my brain froze. Um, Finn, Finn and First Order Disguise um, 2-pack, as well as um, two Rogue One sealed action figures. So cool. a little over, a little over $25 value. They're already in a box put to the side for her. So it's not just junk, so just remember to enter our contest. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll have uh, Bo's little commentary on Han Solo movie coming up right out now. Which I'm really anxious to hear that myself. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. We got Bo here. What you got, Bo? My new Star Wars thing. New, uh, new miniature little minis, or whatever they're called. Microforce. Yeah. Who all you got? Uh, Boba Fett and and uh, and um, and Han. And the uh, Cody. Cody. And Wicket and Ahsoka and Chewbacca and Luke and Princess Leia and D two and Sipo and Trooper and Wicket. And Wicket. That's all. <coughs> That's all? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you like him? What's that? I said yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Okay. Now, Bo, do you want to talk about the Han Solo movie? Oh, yeah. Did, uh, did you like it? Yeah, I like the pretty when he got the uh, falcon. When he got the falcon? <laughs> yes. Who did he win the falcon from? <laughs> who, did he, who did he win the falcon from? Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. <clears throat> Beat him in a game of sabak. Yeah. So what else did you like about the movie? That was kind of what I liked. That was kind of what you liked. Yeah. Did uh, Did you see anybody in there that surprised you? Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yes. Yeah, he kind of surprised mom. <laughs> he surprised mommy too. Yeah. Yeah, he surprised me. I wasn't expecting it either. I didn't even expect <clears throat> metal legs. Yeah. Well, of course he had metal legs. You remember that in the Clone Wars? Yeah. And in uh, Rebels? No. No. You remember that? In... Okay. Not, not. So what else? did you like that's what i like <clears throat> that was all i liked dad that was all you liked yeah you didn't like first seeing chewbacca no no i thought you liked chewy i didn't like when he drowned him drowned him yes in the mud in the mud yeah when uh you didn't like when chewy drowned han solo in the mud did you like the fact that they got out of the out of there that they escaped uh-uh no 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 i only like one part, and it was when they got the falcon. <clears throat> that was it? Yep. Come on, you had to have liked the other stuff. Uh, I just you saw, how many times did you see the movie? So how many times is that? One, two, four. <laughs> One, two, three. <clears throat> three times? Uh-huh. How many times did Mommy see it? Uh-huh. How many times is that? Two. Two. Who'd we go see it with the last time? Granddad. Granddad? Did he like it? Uh-huh. Yep. I did too. <laughs> you did too? Well, then what else did you like? You had to like more than that if you liked it. Uh, one. What else? Uh, just one. That was it? Okay. Do you have anything else to talk about the movie? 
Oh, I kind of liked the part when Han got his blaster. Yes, that was cool. Yeah. I did like that part, too. That was cool. Finally got his, his signature blaster that we know from all the other Star Wars movies. Yeah. It was funny to see who you got it, you know, or, you know, it was good to see who he finally got it from. See? You're remembering stuff. What else do you think? I just like two. <clears throat> two parts now? Uh-huh. Um, nothing else? Uh-uh. Do you want to talk about anything else about the movie? Nah. You've seen it three times? You should remember quite a bit. Quit. Mm. All right, we're going to have to end the podcast if you are uh, if you can't talk about anything else about it. you remember anything else? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye!